At the end of the day, you're going to start a wellness program for the team. So your intentions are amazing from the get-go. So if you have leadership buy-in and then you look at the current benefits that you have and utilize them, I mean, you're off to the races. Hey there, I'm Mark Minner of First Person Advisors. Welcome to Human Resolve, the podcast designed for the unsung heroes of the workplace, HR professionals like you. Each time we gather, we cover the highs and the lows, hits and misses, and everything in between. We welcome you into another episode of Human Resolve. So glad to have you join us this week. My name is Mark Minner, President and Chief Strategy Officer at First Person. Alongside from our company, we've got Dr. Ryan Bojrab, who is our Senior Director of Health Strategy. And on this episode of Human Resolve, we're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about an unbelievable case study and a group of folks at U-Haul who are doing something really special. And we've got a couple ambassadors from U-Haul here to join us. Uh, we'll talk a lot about healthiest employers and wellness programming and what it means in the workplace. But I want to introduce Jessica Lopez, Chief of Staff at U-Haul and Monique Hardy, Wellness Program Manager. Monique, congratulations on the wedding. I know we're all getting used to that. Thank you. Still weird to hear it, but I like it. You were looking at me like, who is that? No, okay, that's me. Right. I'm like, wait, that's not my name. But <laughs> yeah, we'll get used to it. It'll happen. <laughs> Well, I am so delighted to have you, Ron and I are so delighted to have you both here to talk about not only U-Haul's journey in wellness and and what you're doing corporately, but also getting to know each of you a little bit better and, and your journey around wellness and what that means to you. Within U-Haul, though, I think when folks might think of U-Haul, they obviously, it's a well-recognized brand, an incredible company, but it's interesting how U-Haul has become one of the nation's healthiest employers and that doesn't just happen by snapping your fingers. It doesn't happen overnight. And it takes a really committed effort from teams to be able to do that. And we're going to talk about that story here today. But I start first, maybe, Jessica, with you. You've had uh, time at U-Haul and you've had different roles in the organization now as uh, chief of staff. It's really tough to maintain a culture that has the the kind of small closely held feel, but but obviously be the size of the company that U-Haul is. And, and you've seen that growth throughout your time there and you've seen the impact. What's been your journey throughout the time at U-Haul? So this is actually in October will be my 20th anniversary here at U-Haul. I started off as a legal secretary and then I have been an operations manager. I have worked directly for the CEO of U-Haul for over 15 years approximately five and a half years ago, he promoted me to chief of staff. So now I work directly for the president and the CEO chairman, and it has been a wonderful ride. I've had the great opportunity to work so closely with so many team members across North America. It's a huge company with a small company atmosphere, and you spend so many hours at work more waking hours with your coworkers than you do at home with your bloodline, your family. So I think it's wonderful that you look forward to coming to work every single day. I love coming to work every single day. I love 
my coworkers. It's just an extension of my family. It's a huge company with a small company atmosphere. And I just consider myself blessed. And the thing about U-Haul is that we're constantly looking to evolve. The chairman and CEO, he genuinely cares about all 32,000 team members. And it shows, you know, five and a half years ago, he says, Jessica, let's start this wellness program. He just really kind of gave me the go ahead to just figure out how to start this wellness program and to make it the best that it possibly could be. So our team members benefit as a whole. He wants to save lives. At the end of the day, if you save lives, he's not necessarily worried about the claims aspect of it. That will come you know, full circle. He's really, really committed to his team. And the fact that he chose me for this position is a huge honor. Back in 2012, I actually made a commitment to myself to get healthier. And so it was, I remember in 2011, I went to the doctor and I tested for high cholesterol. And so they, you know, the doctor called me, the doctor said, you have really high cholesterol. You have 90 days to change your lifestyle or you will be on medication diabetes, da, 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 so on and so forth. So of course I went to Google, don't recommend it. It was like, it's a blessing and a curse all at the same time. But for me, it kind of was a blessing because, you know, I saw congestive heart failure. I saw diabetes, but what I saw was my son being motherless, my husband being without a wife. So I really kind of took it, well, I took it seriously and I started documenting everything that I ate, five to six small meals a day, every three to four hours. I've lost 116 pounds. So the fact that years later, and I'm still on the journey, it's a lifestyle. It's not, it's not a diet. I actually loathe that word. It's literally a lifestyle. It's making you feel the best you that you that possibly could be. But when I think of my son and my husband, I'm like, I have them to live for. And not only them, but myself, if I take care of myself, I can take care of them. And how dare I not take care of myself for them? And so I was elated. But the fact that Joe thought of me for this program years later, after I've lost 116 pounds, I was just honored because it is a passion of mine. What do you say you put all your lessons learned about benefits, well-being, and organizational health to action? And then apply for Healthiest Employers to gauge your health strategy progress. What gets measured gets managed, right? Improve your people's and organization's performance by applying to Healthiest Employers at healthiestemployers.com. Well, certainly the Healthiest Employers is a great indicator of the progress that's made and, and the outcomes that are created and the change in lifestyle out there. Monique, that was a very nice um, lead-in for, for you, obviously, you have been coming in to be able to focus on being that wellness program manager role. It's something you've now been able to work at U-Haul for a handful of years. When you found out that you had this opportunity to uh, help create and help move this program forward, what was your sense of what it was going to be like to work in wellness at U-Haul? And, and what's that journey been like? It has been, I mean, amazing. At Jessica is my direct report, or I report directly to Jessica and it, you know, she talks about how our CEO gave her these opportunities. And it's honestly the same for me with her. At day one, when I first started, she said, write a list of all the things that you wish we can do. And almost every single thing we've we've done or figured out a way to do. So the openness of her and the company, U-Haul, being able to 
take on new programs and projects and things. I think that's the only way we got to where we were. My background's in marketing and communications. And so I think things happen for a reason. I was uh, interviewing for a job before this position and I have, have a huge passion for health and wellness. I originally started school to be a physical therapist. I kind of ended up in the role of doing a lot of marketing communications, but still had that passion for health and wellness and didn't get the other job, but then started Googling marketing and like health and wellness. And the position at U-Haul that literally was wellness marketing specialist popped up. I was like, this is great. I didn't know you all. I wonder what I'm going to do, you know? So started the interview process. And then um, actually within the interview process, the first interview I had was directly from the benefits manager. And then the second interview, I got a call and it said, this role is still this role, but it's going to be positioned a little bit differently. Your next interview, who you, who this position would directly report to would be under the chief of staff. And then, of course, I'm like, what? what's going on here? But it was amazing. I mean, I understand now why it was separated. I mean, we work so closely with our HR team and our risk management teams and whatnot. Yeah, it's a huge collaboration effort. But Joe really felt like... In order for us to reach the masses of our team members and actually have us be heard, he wanted it to be a personal connection versus a policy connection. And of course, Mm -hmm. through HR, it's more policy driven. And again, within three weeks of her starting, we're doing a healthy living seminar in front of all of our leadership. And Monique gets off the stage and people that have been here for 30 plus years are going up to her and asking her for her recommendations, asking her questions about herself. And, you know, I've never... At that point in time, it was 15 years. I've never seen our team gravitate to somebody like they did her, but they really care about their health and they really care about their team members. So they wanted to learn more to take it back to their teams. And she's just an open book. She's very approachable. And so I think if she was in the HR realm, people would be less inclined because of the confidentiality of the HIPAA, the the policy driven aspects. So, yeah. And I I think we've have such a balance now, you know, we started off as more so marketing the benefits that could help people get healthier and health topics and connecting resources. And then um, at that time we remodeled the onsite corporate cafe at the headquarters. So like doing the marketing and helping do all of those types of things, but it kind of grew into because of the collaboration between the departments, you know, helping redefine benefits, helping um, measure benefits, measure programs, and tailor programs to actually fit our team's need. One of the main things we did when when I first started was we met with all of our vendors. So like our medical plan, dental, vision. And we, the, the main one we found out was within our medical plan, there were so many things that were offered under our plan that we weren't utilizing. For instance, diabetes management and all these chronic condition programs that existed within our medical plan, you know, you should start with utilizing what you're already paying for. And so there was a ton of chronic conditions programs that lived within our medical plan already that we really weren't using. So we focused and we're still focusing really on promoting and marketing those and building incentivized plans to get more people engaged. And I think that sometimes you're so inclined to maybe go see a vendor that has all the bells and whistles. And sometimes that's great but you have to start with what you already have and you can't really go and focus on every single aspect of every vendors. You have to narrow it down. So for us, it was meeting with our, you know, our medical plan, seeing what the wellness coordinator, what they were offering, you know, the free webinars, the 
chronic condition management programs and things like that. And then we kind of went from there. Well, I think it's a great reminder too for folks that are listening that are that are thinking, hey, I, I may not work at a company like U-Haul with the size and the scale of 30,000 employees. I may not have that opportunity. But what you're describing here, Monique, is is just a fundamental, right? It's a building block, which is which is the thing that's applicable to everybody out there, which says, hey, there are things that are embedded inside of what you do today. There are things that you don't have to go pay an arm and a leg for to be able to truly start to change the psychology or change the the tone around that. And that's part of what, you know, when you're launching this You Matter program, I'm sure there are many different things that accompany it, but at its core, it's about, you know, staying focused on the things that are right in front of you. Ryan, I'd ask you just your thoughts. I mean, as, as somebody who deals in this space with employers, obviously from a clinical perspective, but, you know, I think people can get wrapped up to, to Monique's part in some of the things out there. And, and there are a lot of great technologies and, and opportunities for folks to, to get more aggressive around supporting empl- employees with disease management and, and other things like that. But what, what have you seen from your perspective that, that starts to move the needle the most with employers? Yeah, I'll just keep it for this conversation in the clinical lens. Monique, you hit on it uh, dead on. I mean, there's amazing resources available through the carriers today. And there's a lot of vendors out there that have shiny objects and shiny pennies from a communication and, and PR standpoint, but most, but maybe aren't producing the outcomes that an employer is looking to achieve. So one thing that we focus on is really getting into the research, like looking at their clinical trials. If, if it is a chronic disease or some type of clinical program, looking at their clinical trials, what, is, what are the outcomes? What is their engagement strategy? What's their onboarding process? And what are their metrics? What are they tracking? And what do you have access to? So in the market that we serve within Indiana, there are some really good solutions available um, in the carrier space. Once we get over that kind of three, 400 life opportunity where an employer has a little bit more at stake, there could be some more solutions outside of the carrier that we could bring forth. Begin with the carrier. And then as you're looking to advance your solutions, start to look at research. So not just the clinical shiny objects that might you might get pinged left and right, like really start to get in the weeds of that. And sometimes the, your broker or your benefits consultant, they can help you navigate that. And, you know, I'm going to go back to something that you had said earlier, Jessica, around one of the things that creates success. Obviously, there's there's an element of, of having the right strategies, things you're already paying for, things that you can add on and build. And then there's the engagement piece, one of the things that you touched upon is the idea of leadership and how important that this is. You talked about how smart it was, how this was separated within the organization, but but just more broadly, it can't just be something that somebody gets an email across their desk and says, go figure that out or let's go do that. Like It's got to be to truly make change in the organizations we've seen. I'm sure what you're seeing firsthand it starts at the top. It starts with the leadership team buying in and feeling like this is something that's impactful to, to the business outcomes. Absolutely. And like I said, with the Healthy Living Seminar that we did in front of all of our presidents with Monique up on stage and myself, Joe actually introduced us. So that just sets the tone for the program. And that's literally three weeks into that program. So you know, and then the rest is history. But he is constantly evolving and bringing ideas and endorsing and supporting. He'll say, like he travels every other week, he'll say more people in the field know you and Monique than, so it's working. People want to be healthy. No one wants to be unhealthy. So with his leadership and his buy-in and his commitment, this is, that has to happen. If not, 
it will not be a successful program. And when we start annual enrollment, so like many organizations, we start months before it actually goes, we meet with him directly on what our ideas are, what our changes, plans, whatever that is, and get direct guidance of what he would like to see us reach. So to connect two pieces, you know, we talk about measuring your, your, what you have, right. So that you can see what programs are working, what are not. And then at that point, when you see the gaps, you can reach out to companies, vendors, then to bring on, because you already know the gaps that you're missing. One of the gaps we were missing was we were seeing really high prescription, not being adherent to prescription, uh, people not really understanding that they have options of where they can purchase prescription. So at that point, you know, we pulled in RX saving solutions. And one of the main objectives after annual enrollment was getting team members onto our RX saving solutions. And that was direction from him. And, you know, he actually recorded a video and it was a video that every single person on the medical plan plus their spouses had to take really promoting it. And I mean, that's the best thing that I could have to be able to promote a program. You know, Joe, when we propose these, he knows that we've done our due diligence. He knows that we've done everything that we have with what we, everything we can with what we have. And then so he really takes our recommendation seriously and allows us that reign and authority to move forward because he knows we truly care about our team members and want the very best for them and their, their families. And that's very personal. And that, that comes through. And I think, uh, Jessica, you shared that story of the 116 pound weight. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, and it, you know, everybody's kind of got to a different degree, their own journey around wellness and it becomes that much more impactful, I think. And it, you probably have seen not just what you've gotten out of the, your own journey around wellness, but what sharing your journey has probably made as much or greater impact to others out there, which has to be even more motivating. It definitely is. It definitely is. Thank you very much for saying that. I know that when someone comes up to share their story with me, I am honored that they trust Mm -hmm. me and confide in me on their story. And, you know, I've had a few people say that I motivated them or something that Monique did for them, whether it's creating a male plan or, I mean, she goes above and beyond that nobody even knows. So the fact that we actually can see the fruits of our labor and see that we're actually saving lives is, I mean, everything for me. And it also, people think about wellness programs and I mean, sometimes they just view it, you know, challenges are great, but sometimes they're like, oh, you know, there's challenges, but they don't see the full aspect of what a wellness program can really bring to a company and to its team members. I feel like in within five years too, our team members expect this because they know the importance of when we bring in for the corporate cafe, you know, 500 calorie meals under $5. What a benefit that is. We have wellness Wednesdays, which salads are half off. So there's people that buy salads for everybody in their family and have dinner that night. It's like you're making their lives easier, providing them with healthy food or at least options that they can take home to make their lives easier. And that's a big reason, you know, I'll let Jessica talk a little bit more about the building, but we on our corporate campus are building an on-site, it's beautiful, <laughs> gym and has basketball court, indoor walking track, a full scope medical clinic and physical therapy clinic through Premise. So that's, we're very excited about that. It's 55,000 square feet, two level, two-story building. Joe, chairman, CEO, he's been wanting to do this for over 15 years. And we started actually meeting with an architect and doing the drawings about four years ago. And the building is set to be completed 
July 1st. It's just a really great place for someone to step away and take their lunch or take their break or before or after work and just go and take some time for themselves, have a workout and they're re-energized. Their endorphins are going. And it's, again, it's just giving back to our team because if you take care of your team, they take care of your business. And our team members are our biggest asset. And if you take care of them, they take care of our customers. And it's a no brainer at the end of the day. One of the things too, that we focus on is yes, it's easier to, um, get to all the team members on the corporate campus because they're here. Yes, there's the most population here, but how are we going to relate and connect to everybody else? So one of the things we're doing while we're launching this building is building a couple um, programs and benefit packages, plans and things in regards to healthy living and chronic condition management that can be a virtual option to people that aren't located here in Arizona or at least around the corporate campus. So we definitely make sure that what we're doing here, we're, we're giving options to those that can't come to the corporate campus. Absolutely. And we've also enhanced some of our programs that we've already had in place as well. Subscribe to the 11 out of 10, six star, three thumbs up boost, a weekly newsletter for superhuman resource leaders that covers everything you need to know to take your HR career to the next level. Subscribe at firstpersonadvisors.com slash boost. For the evolution where you are today, which is amazing. I mean, you guys have been doing this for many years and I can see a lot has evolved. So share with our listeners a little bit on the steps that you took from the beginning to you know building this beautiful 55,000 square foot facility. And what were some of the steps you took from a strategy standpoint to continue to build year over year? Like, you know, sometimes it's hard for employers to think through what to measure. Even from a measurement standpoint, it looks like you've got a little bit more sophisticated through the Springbok side of things. So just to be interested to hear that journey for you all. We actually started with Healthy Employers before we were a Springbok client. We saw these awards and you have to provide data. It's a data-based award. And I remember that we, we didn't do bad, but we didn't do that great the first year that we applied. And we definitely took that award as a measurement tool from year to year. I mean, one, it helped us even focus on data that maybe we weren't looking at just to apply for the word itself. We actually <laughs> called Jackson from Springbuck after the fact. And we were like, okay, what more can we do? Like, what are we not doing? Because if we weren't doing something, we wanted to do it right for our team. He said, I think you guys are the only company that's ever called and asked for like a broken down report of <laughs> where we missed points in or, yeah. yep. I mean, just seeing that piece of it, the award piece of it, and the data you have to provide to actually measure it. I mean, you see how they're using data to measure really who is a top employer. So I think we kind of talked with them for about a year or two, just seeing like, you know, we, we knew we needed an analytics software program because we did want to start basing more of what our decisions off data. Eventually, we signed on with Springbuck. And I'll say that you have to have data to change. You can't just, Correct. you can't assume you know what people need or what people want. We can't go and say, hey, we need this new vendor, this program without having valid data that shows, okay, yeah, here's what we're seeking gaps to care for this specific, let's just say diabetes. This is what we want to do. And this is this is how we're going to do it. And this is how we're going to measure it. Well, if you don't have data, you can't even bring up an idea really, right? I guess two big programs that we implemented after viewing the data. One of the main ones is employee assistance program. We didn't have one before. 
they have great data in regards to where people are going for services, usages and all of that. Um, and it really helped us promote and I guess, fight for an EAP, which was taken and we implemented it. And thank goodness we implemented it when we did as well. I mean, I have chills just now, but just because this has been something that we know that we've needed since the get-go. This was actually one of our goals. Like we need an EAP program because we hear from everyone and everyone trusts us. So we know we need an EAP program. I mean, we implemented it at the perfect time, like Monique said, but utilization through 2020 is tripled three times the amount of utilization. People need it. There's been calls to us over people wanting to take their lives. I mean, it's just... And if you don't have a resource, what are you going to do? Yeah, what do you You know? You're not a... It's uh, interesting. There's just, you know, mental health has become such a... You said you were getting chills just kind of thinking about it. It's something that's been there, obviously, impacting people's lives in so many ways for so long. But has been brought to the surface in a whole new way this past year in an employment setting in what people have to balance life differently. They have to balance work differently. They have to balance their health and safety differently and in a whole new way, like they've never had to do that. So those resources are are obviously so incredibly important. Yeah, Mark, I'm going to chime in there and say the way in which you rolled it out, I think was really important in regards to having the managerial training you know, sometimes those programs can get rolled out without that and it could still be successful, but having a manager feel empowered to, you know, have training to understand a sign or a symptom around stress and anxiety, and then how to support an individual going through that challenge. Like you said earlier, we're not expecting them to be a clinician, but just understand how to best support them and what resources are available and point them in that direction. So I think that was a, a big kudos to you. And i believe probably one of the reasons why you've seen that uptick year over year in the engagement within the EAP. Yeah. And one of the things that the EAP program does that, you know, again, we're not psychologists and counselors, but they do that type of training. So they have the credentialed people, hey, I want to have a training on how to deal or help someone in a difficult situation. So you have that access to the people that you need to that will present those trainings or handle those trainings. It's a really valuable program. I think every company should have an EAP or at least some type of mental health offering. It's interesting because the thing that comes through so clearly in this discussion and and the, you know, the sharing of your story is just the passion that you have for the people, right? And the passion you have for making a difference. And I think you can take everything that's been said about what gets put in place or what are the you know, ways in which you're interpreting data, that that passion for people is one of the is clearly one of the biggest drivers for for what happens with your team and, and making a difference. And of course, being able to utilize a great team like Springbok and and participate in the healthiest employers are are always great things to add into that fold and, and obviously to be recognized for as a top fifteen company in the country. That's an incredible honor and and you should be so proud of them. I know you're not satisfied. We will be one. And you're going to keep moving. And I have no doubt if I were, if I were placing a bet, I would absolutely bet on that. But I just, I just ask as we, as we wrap stuff up for the listener out there, for the employer out there, who's sitting there and saying, you know what, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out where I start. And I know Ryan had asked a little bit about what are some of those early steps, but if you were going to boil it down and you were going to say, here are some two, three things that you need to just focus on in terms of being able to to build 
you know, you're not, not every employer is going to be able to build the gym. Not every employer is going to be able to do all of the things that you've got an ability to do. But, but what would be the thing that you, things that you would say, hey, if you're going to start out on this journey, here's where you need to start. I would say leadership buy-in, hiring a genuine person that truly cares about people, and then looking at your existing benefits and see how you can utilize all of that. That right there, those three things are key. That's how we started. And from there, you'll just blossom because at the end of the day, you're going to start a wellness program for the people, for the team. So your intentions are amazing from the get-go. So if you have leadership buy-in, you hire a wonderful, sincere person that truly cares about people, and then you look at the current benefits that you have and utilize them, I mean, you're off to the races. Those are exactly what I said and uh, what I would have said. Um, one of the things too with the leadership buy-in is also getting the leadership direction of what they want out of this program. So you have clear expectations. I think that's huge. And then, you know, one of the things we did later on, once we kind of reevaluated the programs we already had is we surveyed our team and we asked what they like, what they don't like. So you're getting legitimately the people that you're trying to help feedback. It's an incredible story. And the, the beautiful thing of it is the book's not over. It's just at a moment in time and it continues to get better. And um, it's a great inspirational opportunity for people to learn. And, and uh, top 15 healthiest employer in the country, U-Haul. Thank you so much, Jessica Lopez, Monique Hardy. I appreciate uh, you sharing your story and, uh, and your time. And congratulations. Best of luck. I look forward to, to continuing to watch you climb those rankings. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for learning with us today. Did you enjoy the episode? Please share it along with someone you think would appreciate it. Subscribe and stay ahead of the curve with notifications of new episodes. Join the conversation and let us know what you think by tagging first person BA and using hashtag human resolve on social media. <laughs>